Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Difference Makers. I'm your host, Adam Van Bremer. On today's podcast, Savannah's film front person, Beth Nelson, on the movie and television industry's love for our city and how it has evolved over the decades. Nelson also talks about solving the facility shortfalls that are holding Savannah back as a film destination, and also how she went from being an elementary school teacher to the film commissioner. The Difference Makers podcast is brought to you by an organization making a major difference in our community, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Savannah is a city that often feels like a small town, a village even. As such, our community leaders have familiar names, familiar faces, and work for familiar organizations and businesses. But do you know what makes them difference makers? The Savannah Economic Development Authority presents the Difference Makers podcast, a program dedicated to highlighting Savannah's key players and their contributions to our community. Difference makers hail from several sectors, including commerce, government, education, arts and culture, and philanthropy. I'm Adam Van Bremer editorial page editor of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. Thank you for listening. Our latest difference maker is Beth Nelson, executive director of the Savannah Regional Film Commission. Her office is a go-to group for those interested in shooting films, television shows, commercials, and other visual media here in Savannah. Nelson has literally watched the industry grow up in Savannah, initially working as a volunteer on film productions, then in entry-level positions, and eventually as a location manager for projects, before moving into her current role as manager, promoter, liaison, and everything else that helps maintain Savannah's standing as a film destination. We're talking about something that's very top of mind here in Savannah, at least when someone is driving around and has to has to detour around something <laughs> right Beth, and that's the yeah. film industry and uh, we're going to get we're going to come back later in the in this episode to talk a little bit about dealing with uh, some of the challenges and how savannah has evolved as a film town but let's start where we usually do with the difference makers and that's getting to know beth a little bit better and Beth, I understand that you were you're born and raised here in Savannah, right? Yes, a native Savannian. Yeah. Isle of Hope. I live in Isle of Hope now. Been there about thirty years. Uh-huh. So grew up in Kensington Park. Okay. So, okay. And what was uh, what was childhood in Savannah like for you? Well, it was much different than it is now. As as we know, I've seen such such growth in Savannah over the years. We had. My father worked at uh, Union Bag, as it was called then. So that was, you know, it was more of an industry town. And then, I mean, you can see how much it's changed, really, over the years, which is, it's been really great to see. Growing up, there was some films that were that were shot here back then. But where did your real interest in filmmaking, movie making begin? Did it start when you were a little girl? Well, I've always loved movies. I've been very interested in movies. Um and films but you know it seemed so far away it seemed you know hollywood and new york and it's such a long way away and it's been exciting to see the film industry come to our area um so i started my career 
as an elementary school teacher in the Chatham-Savannah school system and worked uh, many years there. And then one day, a film came to Isle of Hope. It was a film, uh, Jessica Tandy and Bridget Fonda were in it back in the 90s. It was called Camilla. And I just wandered down the street to watch what was going on and became fascinated with what was going on behind the camera, things that I had never known, watching all of these people just with, you know, passionately running around, taking care of all these things. And you really realize how big it is. It's, it's just much more than what you see um, on the screen. So that piqued my interest. And then I just started trying to find a way to do that here. Back then, it was such a smaller world. And there were local filmmakers here, you know, I don't know how they did it because their work was so sporadic. They, you know, I don't know how they made a living at it. But I started working with some of those people, getting to know the local filmmakers here, volunteering for some of their projects, and then it led to a job mm-hmm. on a film. So A job basically doing the grunt work. Right. My first, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but my first job offer, somebody needed a location PA. Mm-hmm. Location PA basically is taking care of the location, which means picking up the trash, you know, dealing with a lot of dirty, nasty things, um, working long hours, getting the location ready, and then as the production moves on, um, cleaning up afterwards. But what I did while I was doing those things was just learned, watched, and I just loved it. I mean, it's, it's just about working hard. You love it or you don't. And um, so I ended up working my way up three locations, assistant location manager and then a location manager. What was that first film? It was called Cracker Jack. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it might be on Netflix. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, somewhere some out there. Will remember, yeah. will remember that film. Where so, was it shoot? Was it, it was shot in, in Isle of Hope or no? Um, no? Well, it was shot all over. It was a baseball movie. So right. some of it was at Grayson Stadium. Right. It was um, and at the Paulson um, baseball fields yeah. and just all And you over. mentioned a PA. Of course, that means production assistant. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, that it starts with picking up the trash. It also involves basically being a, a gopher, right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you prove yourself as a gopher enough to move up the chain? Well, you know, it's so much about those soft skills in any industry, um, listening, um, being available, doing what you're told, doing it quickly, just being always ready. That's mainly what it's all about is being ready and also knowing your place too. Right. And, not um, stepping in when you shouldn't, that kind of thing. Right. So, be be seen but not heard. Right. For the most part, right? <laughs> yeah. Location scouting. So that's that's the that's the next step. What what all does that involve? Well, with a location scout, a location scout is um, usually gets a script or a list of locations or a lookbook, a description of the project, and then you just take off and try to find what you think would work for the project taking pictures um, that you've got to have good um, photography skills and you have to be fast. Mm -hmm. You have to, they want to see things right away. So it's going out, shooting all day, coming back, uploading pictures and then sending them out to be seen and then getting feedback and following up on that. So, and when you transition to that, is that when you, when, when you left the teaching job or were you still Mm -hmm. kind of doing? Yeah. I left teaching and decided to take a, take a chance of, of working and, so and things came in sporadically. It was, still wasn't steady back in those days, but we started getting more productions um, 
So you work, and I, and I tell you what, people don't realize too is all of the photo shoots and commercials that come into Savannah. It's not just about the big feature films, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of work, and that was the bread and butter of it. And it would be maybe five days working on a photo shoot or a commercial. I did a lot of Belk commercials. That was great because they kept coming back and would, would hire me. So that kind of keeps you going right. between films. Right. And I assume over time you learn maybe by osmosis because you got to fill in some of the technical aspects. Do you ever have you ever worked with any of the equipment or done any of the of the other jobs? Well, that is not my strong suit. I do not <laughs> want to touch a camera as far, or or a boom mic, yeah, or, you know, or the mic or the lighting or or the, all of that. But you do learn. You have to know that in locations. You have mm-hmm. to know. Oh, you have yeah. to have places for that equipment to go you have to understand the lifts and the cranes and how to park them and where they go and and the different uh you know notice heights tree heights when things are going through so it it is a lot about understanding the equipment and what is going to be needed and and where lights are going to be set up and you know sometimes it's attaching them from the roof that's something you have to make sure the roof is stable Um, all of that falls under locations Mm -hmm. did you just did you just pick that up by experience or did you do it in your research or the combination of everything well experience and as i got better i was very fortunate to work under some wonderful location managers that came in from la and had lots of experience and took the time to teach me things and that was that was very uh helpful i think that you will find that a lot in this industry that people are willing to teach um not everybody but a lot of people and that's for someone trying to enter the industry that is the way to get ahead take advantage of those opportunities ask questions listen and and learn So you're working as a as an independent contractor, and then there's some changeover at what was then the city film office, and mm-hmm. you're asked to step in and, and fill a void on an interim basis. That's what in 2016, 2016 or the end of 2015. Uh, yeah, so I stepped in to be interim film director for the city of Savannah, which is where the film office had always been. It was mm-hmm. a city office. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, of course, film took place outside of the city limits, but officially they were responsible for filming in the city of Savannah. So I said, I will do this for two months, and that's it. I'm stepping back out um, because it was not really what I wanted to do. I did not have a desire to write permits and do that kind of thing. Right. And then CETA steps in and has an idea of, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm assuming it, the whole premise of taking on the film office of the film commission was to take a more holistic more an economic development angle to it and that appealed to you yes so they had actually done several things so starting in 2016 they offered a local incentive mm-hmm. so we have got a great tax credit for film in georgia mm-hmm. but so many of the films were going to atlanta so CETA looked at a way to bring those films to Savannah, and what was determined was they would start a local incentive. So a production gets the tax credit in Georgia and then a 10% rebate on um, local spend in Chatham County. Mm -hmm. So they had that um, incentive in place, started it in 2016, and then that's really when they started talking or thinking about making the film office a division of CETA because basically the reason for this is economic growth and economic development. That's why we want film here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not to have the glamour of Hollywood in Savannah, but it is to provide jobs and economic growth. And it just seemed to be a good fit mm-hmm. um, under CETA. Mm-hmm. 
And then also, uh, you know, CETA covers the whole county. So that it's, it's had expanded really to more than just the city of Savannah. Yeah. So. And the marketing side of it appealed to you because you had you marketed Savannah for your own personal benefit right. for a lot yeah. of years. Can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, you know, not really knowing what I was doing, but just wanting to grow the film industry in Savannah personally because it provides jobs and it was something I didn't I did not want to move. I was not going to move away from Savannah. So I did everything I could to encourage um, films to come to Savannah. When I worked on a film, I got to know producers and the people that were involved and and just talk to them about the highlights of filming here and also ask a lot of questions. I remember my first um, movie when talking to a producer, just what does Savannah need? That was the question. What does Savannah need at the end of a show? And they were very willing to give me some things to think about. And the first thing was, well, you don't have a local caterer here. Right. I mean, that's a simple thing. And so I started working on trying to find some, some businesses that wanted to do catering for the film industry because it is a specific specific need and then just coincidentally i was out in los angeles for another reason and heard about a film that was looking at savannah um wanted to come to savannah and that was magic mike xxl so i got a number phone number called the person up the producer and she said sure come on in and talk to me about it so um walked right into their office and you know talked about the highlights of savannah you know they were looking at savannah already but i i feel like maybe in a way you know just enthusiastically telling them you know this is where you want to be um they came to savannah i got a job on that movie so it helped me personally but no idea of doing that really deliberately but um looking back now it's it's what i do now all the time That's so right. you know so that was a connective tissue right now yep. that you are in an, an official role with mm-hmm. with CETA and with the mm-hmm. trying to attract them to the community you've already got that experience uh talk about what the savannah regional film commission how do they work with the different different municipalities how they act as a liaison in terms of securing permits how much of that is is what you guys are doing day-to-day we are we work with the productions from before they even get here to long after they're gone and we are there the liaison i guess is the best way to put it so when a production is interested in savannah then we start our work and we help them every step of the way and a big part of that is knowing where to go for the permitting process Mm -hmm. so we connect them with the local uh, municipalities uh, city of savannah of course being the biggest one but if there's tybee there's thunderbolt pooler garden city and then even the other counties around here so we are at a liaison and just make those connections really other permitting offices such as the coast guard dnr all of those things productions want one stop shopping so to speak oh, yeah. so they come they come to us with every question in the world so our job is to know where everything is and to know who's in charge of certain locations or certain certain permitting offices and so we just connect them and then we are just there to help them with problems as they go along Um, the permitting offices take over as far as actually doing the permitting issuing the permitting permits working with the productions as to where they want to go what they're allowed to do we give them some heads up of course Um, for example we say 
you cannot shoot here in the middle of March. <laughs> you know, there is big event. you know, a big <laughs> event here. So we, we know those kind of things, but when it comes to the specifics, then we leave it up to the permitting offices to, to make those decisions. Right. So you've been in this role a couple of years now. I assume that you must miss, to a certain extent, actually being down in the crew and, and doing the work you did for all those years. Well, I do, I do miss it. I miss... Um, just the camaraderie that you get from working on a film and being part of the crew and I, I, I miss that but at the same time now I am a part of every film production that comes through here and so I've that you know that kind of makes up for it because I do feel like I um, have those connections still and if I was just I would be only working on one show at a time and now I'm kind of involved in all of them to a smaller degree um, and of course, I keep up with the crew. We we provide a lot of support to our local crew too, and help them to find jobs um, and any anything. So we do crew mixers every quarter. So I feel I'm still involved with our local film crew. Well, before we move on completely to the business side, I want to put you on the spot. Favorite projects you've worked on or worked with over the years i guess oh gosh that's hard it's me personally working in locations um or or in the, in the role with the, with yeah, the film office. well yeah it's in locations i loved magic mike mm-hmm. that was fun um the do-over was mm-hmm. was a great experience too yeah. but as far as what's here every show is different um and it's exciting to me to see the ones that are successful and I, I think really what the ones that are coming up soon are going to be the highlight. We'll see, just because of what they've, what they're going to do to highlight Savannah. Um, do you get a sense of, of while you're working on something of, of whether it's going to be successful or not, or is it just completely because of the way it's shot? It's not shot sequentially. Obviously, if you've got a megastar, you know that has a pretty mm-hmm. good chance of you know if Tom Hanks is sitting there on a bench, you know that that's probably going to be pretty yeah. pretty successful to some standpoint. Do you get an idea when you're on location and working on a movie or, or a project of how successful it's going to be? Well, you know, it, it's there's so many factors that make something successful. That's the the weird thing. I mean, if people knew what were was going to be successful, boy, you know, that's the magic <laughs> crystal ball. Yeah. Um, you you kind of get a sense, but you never know. I mean, we have the act, which is a Hulu show that that's on now that has just been hugely successful. But the subject matter is just so grim. And when I first heard about it, I thought, well, who would want to watch this? It's just going to be very depressing. Yeah. But It's a true crime the, series, right? Yeah, it's a true crime series, and it's it's true. You could not make this up. Um, but the acting is amazing. It has got rave reviews. It's just it's just been it's been so successful. So you really don't know. We get scripts. You know the scripts. That's the first thing we do. We all, everyone in my office, we read the scripts. We talk about that a lot, and we right. we say, oh, this is a uh, terrible uh, script. You know, <laughs> but um, but and some of them are are just amazing. Um, right. Some of them don't get made. You know, right. you don't know. But it's. It, there's, you know, you've got a story that's the beginning of it, but then there's so many other factors involved, such as the acting, the casting, getting the right people in it, um, the cinematography. All of those things contribute to making a 
something successful. Is it pretty exciting for you and your staff to see the finished product? I know I remember when Bagger Vance shot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was living downtown, and uh, they shot down at the uh, the federal courthouse, and to, to actually see it on the screen, it was just it was kind of surreal. Do you do you all have the same? Oh yeah, it, it's great. In fact, just yesterday, um, the Gemini Man trailer dropped. So we made it a big event. We had uh, during lunch, we put it on our big screen and all watched the trailer and just just for you know just made it kind of an event because it's it's exciting to see Savannah on the screen and to see what they've done and it, and it's also fun when you know the location and it, how different it might look on the screen too. Um, knowing it, as we do what is like just to the right or the left of the, the camera sure. That's, sure. that could change it we'll turn our attention to the business side of savannah's film industry in a moment but first let's talk about the savannah economic development authority when it comes to difference makers in our area the team at CETA, which does include Beth Nelson, is pushing to make Savannah a great place to work and live. CETA is committed to creating, growing, and attracting jobs and investment in the Savannah region. Whether you're a business looking to relocate to Savannah or an existing business ready to grow and expand, CETA is the centrifuge of your propeller, making the connections and helping propel your business to success. Learn more about the Savannah Economic Development Authority and what they do in the Savannah community by visiting CETA.org. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the business. Now, I think a lot of people, when they think of the movie industry, they think of the glitz, the glamour, Hollywood. That's not where you guys are coming from, right? Right. And and that is the most important thing, I think, that, that we want to emphasize, that the movie business is about jobs. It is not about glamour. It's not about Hollywood. So it's jobs for our local crew, jo- uh, money coming into local businesses, and uh, all of our vendors here, we have had such great success story from the vendors that have learned how to work with the film industry. And, you know, also those people that come here to film, those if you earn your money here, you're going to spend your money here. And, of course, that generates revenue for businesses and also tax revenue for the city. So it's it's about the money. That's what it's about. And it's about um, creating jobs. And the jobs um, in the film industry encompass such a wide variety from hair, makeup, um, catering. There's um, so many jobs in the art department. There are carpenters and painters that work in the film industry. So they're not just camera operators and people that are working with specific film equipment. It's a wide range. Uh, Costumers, people that sew, they have jobs here. It's just a wide range. And the jobs are well-paying. They are very good-paying jobs. And you don't have to have a college degree necessarily to get in this industry. So it provides opportunities for people that um, can have a good, well-paying job without much um, prep. How deep is our talent pool and how do we make it deeper? Well, we have, uh, it's growing constantly. We have been so fortunate over the last year and a half to have um, steady work, and that makes people feel confident that the industry is really here, it's not sporadic, and they'll stay here. So um, what has happened in the past, people get their start here and move away. And now I'm finding they're staying here, they want to stay here. We're also attracting people here. So we've had um, 
some unfortunate events in other states. Uh, Florida lost their tax credits, and the film industry kind of dries up. North Carolina, the same thing. So yeah, those, was yeah. a big mm-hmm. Hollywood East for a long time, right? Now yeah. all of a sudden, just like that. About 30 years, and we have a lot of very talented crew from that area that have moved down to Savannah to to work. You know, Savannah is a lot like Wilmington as far as the location and so we are attracting those people here and we also have CETA also offers besides our local um, incentive for productions we offer a workforce incentive Mm -hmm. so we will pay moving expenses for qualified crew who relocate to Savannah. So that is helping us draw people in, too. And I know we have some resources Savannah State, I believe, or is it mm-hmm. Savannah Tech? I usually butcher it, and I get a call from one or the other. <laughs> Savannah State is where there's, there's a film program. It, it's Savannah Technical College uh-huh. <laughs> has the Georgia Film Academy. There you go. So the Georgia Film, Aca- film Academy was created a few years ago to train Georgia workforce. So we got a branch of it. I think there may be 17 or 18 branches across the state of Georgia. And so ours is located at Savannah Technical College. Mm -hmm. It is a two-semester program, and they have an internship at the end. And that has been an amazing thing for us to offer to producers. You can have interns um, here to work on your production, and the program pays the interns and the interns then get experience working on a show and that's and they get the credit for it that's part of the program they have to do their internship and what has been amazing to me is to watch these interns do their internship and the production turns right around and hires them yeah permanently or you know for the show and the next show then comes on and hires them so we have had some great success stories out of uh, the georgia film academy and then of course we also have scad Mm -hmm. um, savannah college of art and design we work very closely with with them too um, with the film department and they've got a great casting um, department too so it's been amazing to see some of those students cast in some of our local productions they also have um, have interns that work on on shows too. So we get our SCAD students some experience. Um, Savannah State also has a, has some type of um, it's more of a communication program rather than a film program. And then Georgia Southern also has a film program too. So we work with all of those colleges. Yeah, so a lot of good resources there. And I know that you also organize some. PA boot camps, um, mm-hmm. for for vendors, maybe some educational workshops. You run those occasionally. What what do those add to the mix? Well, we are very fortunate that we have um, a DGA assistant director who lives in Savannah, and he really has an interest in training people correctly because he will be hiring them <laughs> to work on the shows, and he wants to make sure they know what they're doing. So he volunteers his time, and we try to do it. Um, at least twice a year to have a boot camp. It's been very popular. Um, We've had a lot of applicants. um, And so he does, it's an intensive two-day workshop training production assistants in what they need to do. They do, we get walkies. They're trained on how to use a walkie, Mm -hmm. all of the paperwork they need to do, and just um, goes through that whole process with them. So that's just a little boost if you've got that interest. And sometimes that's all it takes is then just getting a job as a PA and then working your way up. So let's let's spend the balance kind of diving a little bit deeper into some things here. And I think we 
we touched on it or i touched on it in the opener was savannah has been a film location now for a couple of decades and business has gotten better and better and i'm just curious as to how some of the the attitudes have evolved or changed in terms of embracing having the productions in town or uh, is there still a lot of grousing and and i know that the city probably has to deal with that more than you do but how has it changed and and how is that relationship between the film industry and the local community uh, improving or otherwise well i think um we learn as we go and i think the main um component of that to be successful here is communication so people just want to know what's going on and so we have done a lot of things to work to help with that communication working with the productions connecting them with neighborhood associations and those kind of um, groups that can help get the word out because it's mainly when they know what's happening then it's a little easier you know no one likes surprises no one likes to show up and find out a road is closed or their favorite parking place is taken so i think it's 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 communicating with with the public and the other thing we're doing is spreading the industry out yeah. in the region. So we don't want to saturate one area and have all of the filming there. And there's so many other locations that work just as well um, as if we let the, the productions know that these locations exist. So we have a location database, and we just keep going further out um, into the surrounding counties to show options there, spreading the spreading it out. So one area does not have more than they should take, you know, of inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it is the Savannah Regional mm-hmm. Film Commission, right? And the way the incentives are written, the local incentives or, the, yeah, the local rebate is written is – within 60 miles of City Hall in Georgia. Right, right. So how far out does that reach, and where are some people going? Well, that you know, if you take um, you know a compass, I guess, and draw mm-hmm. that line out 60 miles, it's much further than I even thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes Darien. We had uh, Gemini Man filmed a lot in Glenville, mm-hmm. and that was wonderful for that community. They benefited in so many ways, and we're so excited to have a film production come there. Mm-hmm. So... We're trying to spread it out um, throughout the region to show those locations. But at the same time, we're keeping a lot of the economic um, spend here in Savannah because they, of course, are going to stay in hotels here, spend money here. So it really benefits both the outer-lying counties and still um, helping stimulate the economic growth in Savannah. So we mentioned the local incentives, the big driver inarguably was the state incentive which came in Mm -hmm. 2008 and obviously you've been involved in the industry since that came Mm -hmm. in if you had to try to summarize what that decision by the state has meant and what it's going to looks like it's going to continue to mean because the new governor has expressed um, support for it as well Mm -hmm. how would you how would you kind of sum that up well that is the critical key Um, the film industry is driven by incentives Um, you know, we're a member of the Association of Film Commissioners International. I go to conferences twice a year. This is film commissions around the world meet, and it's all about incentives. That's where they're coming. They want to save money. We've seen it happen in other places when the incentives dry up, the production industry dries up. So it is critical. Um, I feel like we have a lot of other things to offer to help with that, such as our diverse locations, our great crew that are here in Georgia, 
um, all of the support industries that are here. But at the end of the day, if the incentives go away, the industry is going to go away. Georgia has, I think, the best incentive in the world. I mean, there's no sunset. There's um, Producers aren't worried about it um, reaching a cap. We have right. no cap. So um, it's a very solid incentive. And I feel that, you know, with the support of our new governor, that w- it's going to be great. Um, just that will will keep us going. So that incentive has led to a lot of infrastructure, particularly in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They have several studios up there now. Mm-hmm. I was up uh, a month ago and riding the Marta and went right by Tyler Perry Studios. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty impressive. I know that soundstage is a big challenge here. Mm-hmm. How do we tackle some of these things that, that maybe are just the, the little things that are might I wouldn't say little things, big things that are holding us back. How do we, where are those things and how do we conquer them? Well, we definitely need a soundstage here, a professional soundstage. And I think the time has come. We are in communication with companies that have expressed interest in building a stage here. We are encouraging those conversations. CETA is very involved in a lot of uh, different aspects of trying to get a, a stage built here. And I think because we've had such steady work um, because we have several TV series that we're waiting to hear may get picked up and then would be that um, kind of way to really grow the industry. I think that is going to there, – there are people watching and waiting, and I think they're going to make their move soon. But we really – to get to the ne- next level, we have got to have a soundstage. We have one facility, right, at the, the Savannah mm-hmm. Film Factory, but it's limited by the, the ceiling height. right. Um, the Savannah Film Factory has been a great resource here. Wonderful facility. It's soundproofed and, and done well. It's owned by a company called Broadway Stages out of New York. They have relationships with companies, and they um, put us on the radar, too, which has helped in recruiting. Um, it's a great facility, but there is a limitation with the ceiling height, and it holds one production. Right. So we, we need more you know, yeah. we need more options, too. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And the other piece of that, of course, is, is set building. You need facilities for that. And there's really mm-hmm. only one place it's, that accommodates that right now. Right. We do have um, been very fortunate. Jonesville Baptist Church owns, it was originally a plumbing warehouse, I believe. So it is a great warehouse building. Um, and they uh, have make it available for productions that come in. It started with SpongeBob, and they built the Magic Mountain in that building. They built uh, Underground, the TV series, used it to build a plantation house. Gemini Man's used it. Lady and the Tramp used it. So it's been, it, it's been used a lot. Um, but the church has plans for it in the future to turn it into a facility for the church to use. So at one day soon, it's going to go away um so the other piece i think is is airlift right? yeah. i mean we, we've added flights it's amazing the the growth of our airport and the non-stop routes uh that they've added in the last certainly the last 10 years probably the last five years what can we do to get that lax to sav direct flight we need it desperately. I mean, it makes such a difference. I have story. I have a per, you know personal story and also story from productions. When you have to make a stop somewhere, there are all kinds of things that can interfere, such as weather issues and mechanical issues, and you can't be assured that your flight will be in that amount of time. There are delays that can happen, mm-hmm. and that is a critical problem when you're trying to get people here. Um, so. 
it's it's very important that we just pursue that. I think the holdback from the airlines is, will those planes be filled? I personally think they will be, and not just with the film industry. I think there's tourism opportunities coming in from LAX, which is the gateway to Asia. Mm-hmm. I think there's businesses. Uh, we are a big port. I think that um, would really there would be people coming for that reason. I've talked to SCAD. They mm-hmm. have people coming all the time to talk to their students. And mm-hmm. so they are really uh, seeing the need for it. So I think those flights would be full. So it's just getting an airline to take that chance. To buy into that as well. I guess the last piece is is a recruiting piece, right? How do you – we talked about the fact that we have a lot of, um, of the hands-on people here. How do we recruit the, the more creative talent, the more the writers, the – directors the the people that really create these productions yes I, I, you know i think that that's really what's what's needed too to grow us um in that way but i think the main way to do that is to let people know we're here mm-hmm. um, and what is available here and one way that's happening is when productions come in here the people at the top get to see savannah up front and personal our quality of life is like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, they would much rather be here than in a big city, a lot of them. So I think it's um, making sure that they see the best that Savannah has to offer, they see the opportunities, and then let them spread the word amongst their their colleagues um, about what's available here. Let's project into the future. Uh, we, let's say we get a, a sound stage and a flight, and all of a sudden we're, we've got a little bit deeper pool of creative talent. What is what is the future? What is the future for film in Savannah? Well, I think that what it's going to mean is a lot of jobs and a lot of economic impact. And what I would love to see a goal, which first you have to have the base before you can you know take everybody on. But I see even helping with the poverty problem here in Savannah. I think that these are jobs that are available, that you don't need a college education. It's easy to access into this industry. And once we have um, a soundstage, people working year-round, then we can bring in more programs that will help train um, people that really just don't see a future here and, and hopefully keep them here and just handle some of the low economic problems that we have here with what is the magic bullet? Is it a series, a successful series? A successful series would be wonderful. That What that does is it guarantees people work. You know, the series is coming back year after year. They feel confident. It, it would be great. Do we have some things out there now that are potentially going to fill that hole? I know uh, what Bruce Filer and the Council of Dads mm-hmm. mentioned the, the act earlier. Florida girls, right? We ha- we have several. What we're waiting to right now is to see which will be picked up. Mm-hmm. So, um, Council of Dads shot the pilot here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Fowler is the author of the book that it's based on. He is local Savannah. Mm-hmm. It is um, set in Savannah. So we're waiting to hear. It'll be a couple of months. We'll hear if they decide to pick it up. If so, that will be twenty-two episodes of yeah. that series, which would be amazing. Um, no guarantee they would shoot it here, but I think it's set in Savannah. Yeah, it's been established in Savannah, so I see that um, happening. We also have Florida Girls, which is Pop TV. They shot here 
last year. Um, it has not aired yet. It's going to air in July. We'll see. Hopefully, I think I thought it was great. It's funny. Hopefully, it'll be successful. Then they will come back. Is it a sitcom? Is it reality? Yes, yeah, a sitcom. A sitcom. Yeah. And then um, the act, which is the Hulu show that is hugely successful right now. Um, we'll wait to see if that gets picked up. The interesting thing about that one, though, is each season is a different true crime. So it may or may not be a crime that works in Savannah. But they had a great experience here. So um, I'm hopeful for that one, too. But the bottom line is everybody's looking for The Walking Dead that will turn their town into. Exactly. So. Um, And then we get calls all the time. There are several pilots now that have shot elsewhere that are talking to us about bringing it here, Mm -hmm. waiting to see. So um, that's what is really exciting about my job. I never know each day what phone call will come in, what what the day will bring. Film industry giving back. I I know that that is a a big – something I think a lot of people don't understand how much they give back to the communities that they film in. Can you touch on that? Um. Yes. Um, a, a lot of the productions, when they come in, they ask about what they can do to give back. And they do that in so many ways. We've been so fortunate lately um, with the act, the Hulu show. They built a neighborhood, basically, um, set. And what they did when that was over, they had to take it apart. And they donated all of those building materials to Habitat for Humanity. And they were just so grateful to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, catering food that has been donated to a lot of nonprofits in Savannah, and that is just a wonderful way to feed um, the hungry here. Then um, there's also been just direct donations to some charities here that they felt close to. There was a donation to the Humane Society. There have been donations to other um, nonprofits here. And then personally, some of the actors that have come here have found things close to their heart. Patricia Arquette herself personally donated to um, some local charities that she was made aware of while she was here that meant something to her. So that's helpful, too. Well, Beth, we really appreciate you coming in, and it's been very educational. We very much appreciate what you do to make a a difference in this community, and uh, we'll look forward to, to seeing what the next project is. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I love being able to get the word out about film in Savannah. Let me thank our guest, Savannah Regional Film Commission Executive Director Beth Nelson, as well as our presenting sponsor, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Listen to new and archived episodes of Difference Makers wherever you listen to podcasts including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Recent programs have featured Healthy Savannah's Paula Chrysler and the Savannah Music Festival's David Pratt. Difference Makers is a production of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com, and for a limited time, podcast listeners can take advantage of a special digital subscription offer. Get your first month free and pay just $7.99 a month after that. Visit SavannahNow.com slash offer now. That's SavannahNow.com offer. Thank you for listening. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.